Hi everyone, I'm Walrus and welcome to a new episode on the Walrus Says What. Uh, today I'm going to be starting off with the news a bit. Uh, pretty frustrating for most people and companies. Uh, stimulus talks are progressing kind of, sort of, maybe. They were on at first and then Trump said no more and then maybe there was some miscommunication with Pelosi. Or this was an art of the deal kind of tactic. You, know, you can't see my finger quotes here, but yeah. Um, so... Trump okayed a $1.8 trillion proposal to Pelosi just recently. And now, I'm assuming Pelosi has to agree or counteroffer once again. And we can move forward a little bit more. But as previously stated, uh, or as many know, uh, this isn't $2.2 trillion, which is what she's kind of standing for, firm on right now. Uh, it is closer. There is progress. But it... Neither, neither one are really happy right now, and it doesn't seem like anybody's willing to compromise that much. Um, I'm still not confident Pelosi's going to agree, and even if she does, uh, the Senate Republicans, they, they've said again and again, they don't want to spend more money at all. They were, uh, they're kind of set on the $500 billion <laughs> and, and then they're kind of hesitant on the $1.3 around that range. I don't think they're going to be happy anywhere above $1.5, but... Uh, like I said, I'm not going to hold my breath and I'm not planning on stimulus at all to make any of my financial decisions. I'm going to plan as if that's not happening at all because uh, it, it might not. Who knows? Um, my advice is to ignore them. You know, don't listen to the news when it's related to stimulus and just go vote when it's time to vote. And eventually you'll get a check. <laughs> um, the one thing I did enjoy this week and I mean greatly enjoyed is that that fly in the debate uh, straight comedy gold guys straight comedy gold uh, <laughs> so um, uh, let's move on now. Uh, let's talk about stocks uh, particularly uh, I mentioned I can provide a unique healthcare perspective because I, I am a healthcare professional but particularly the healthcare sector like big pharma insurance and whatnot and the most important thing to know about me is that I don't really like the healthcare sector. It's mostly speculation. I mean, like, chances of actually getting through the trials are abysmal. But the, this is a high-risk, high-reward kind of situation. And I think that's what people really love trying to get in there. Um, I limit my exposure because I pick stocks, not funds. And I like to read up. And you have to be really diligent for that reward to really uh, show up more than the, than the loss. And reading up on all these companies and listening to quarterlies and uh, their earning calls, that's fine. But when you add the healthcare sector, you have to also research their, their science, basically. You have to understand what they're doing. And that is just another level of uh, time that I, I just don't have for the majority. Um, so, like I said, I usually avoid this sector. I do like OG Pharma, like J&J uh, &J and Pfizer, even though... Uh, there's some questionable uh, lawsuits and whatnot, but uh, I, uh, I'm creating wealth, and they're better for like maintaining my wealth. So in about 30 years, I'll be looking more into these established big pharma companies that might have some dividends to pay because that I don't want to pay taxes right now, <laughs> and or at least not any more taxes. And the dividends can play in that. And you don't really pay taxes when you're doing about the we are looking for growth and value. Um, so uh, another thing I, I kind of avoid is the, the uh, things like prospective IPOs like Clover. 
they're describing themselves as Medicare Advantage Tech. And no, thank you. Uh, I, I'm staying away from that hype. I don't think it's a good time for insurance companies that only do Medicare. And I mean, COVID-19 targets this population so harshly that to me, this leads to a higher cost through uh, longer hospitalizations, more frequent hospitalizations and treatments uh, per member. And the bottom line just doesn't look good out here. Uh, I'd rather invest in the in United Health, which ticker UNH. It's one of the largest uh, health insurance and service providers in the U.S. They have very good growth, uh, has outperformed the market significantly in the past and current. And the elections could hurt them depending on the results. But they're big enough and diversified enough within themselves that the they can weather this, in my opinion. And they're also a dividend payer. And even though I don't concentrate in dividends, as I spoke of before, they are they're getting so close to the aristocrat status. And this is like a, a, a dividend paying company that has uh, for an extended amount of time uh, shown that they're paying a dividend and growing their dividend. And just having this status alone will make a lot more people like in, in the end stage, the, the, the maintaining wealth stage invest more in this company so that could also boost for everybody the the stock price um i do have uh, an exception here uh, i like genetic testing and treatments and companies moving forward in this kind of part of biotech that this is kind of like their breakout period right now and there's there's potential here uh the pick that i think will change the game completely i mean completely huge potential is crispr therapeutics ticker uh, CRSP. This is a gene editing company. They're using uh, CRISPR-Cas9, which is basically a uh, protein, uh, to develop cures, not treatments. Not, not like, I'm going to have to take this pill for the rest of my life kind of thing. I'm talking about cure for viruses, diseases, or mutations. Uh, they're sticking to like uh, blood diseases as the delivery method is so much easier right now to do that but again huge potential if they can make it work and then expand on this concept they can basically start targeting anything in your on a genetic level if any unwanted strand in your dna replace it this is this is what leads to diseases like uh, leukemia or they're mostly known right now for a sickle cell disease but just think of it as finding that one little typo in a book there's only one typo in that book and they're, they're finding it, like laser targeting at it and fixing it. So, too good to be true, right? Very sci-fi. Couldn't be more wrong. Victoria Gray. This is the first person in the United States to have her sickle cell disease treated with the gene editing technique. The very same biotech we're talking about here. CRISPR-Cas9. Previously, she had about like seven visits a year on to the hospital due to like whole, low hemoglobin and other uh, symptoms uh, would require blood transfusions and like episodes of significant pain, diminished quality of life. So she had this treatment, it's kind of just brought up to her and it's like, hey, you know, this clinical trial, we're starting it. There's nobody really in it. Are you brave enough to do this? So she was, and guess what? She has no hospitalization so far. Blood levels are improved without any need of transfusions, symptoms significantly lessens, and living a pretty much normal life now. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Like, she's basically cured at this point. Uh, they still need to do more of a longitudinal study to see how 
what kind of effect this has on the long term, but the results right now are amazing. It just makes me so excited for the future. Don't get me wrong, like CRISPR is very speculative. There is risk here. And uh, so do your own research if you're interested in this company. Listen to their scientist, uh, Jennifer Duadna. She pioneered the CRISPR gene editing that they're using for, uh, she's actually been awarded the, the 2020 Nobel Peace Prize in Chemistry along with Emmanuel Charpentier. Uh, so yeah, listen, listen to her interviews about the subject. Uh, she goes way more in depth than I do into gene editing if, in case you're interested in this company. Also, they're expanding their facilities and acquiring more space around the U.S. to really ramp up their research and production, which is reassuring. That means it shows that they believe in what they're doing and, well, in their future success, really. Uh, I've started my position recently at around about 2% of my total portfolio, and I'm going to be slowly going up to ending around 5 or 6%, and that's where I'm going to like hover around. Unless I see, you know, less promising or more promising news, I might increase or decrease depending on that. That's why you do those quarterly assessments of your uh, investments. Um, I'll have to keep up with the progress again very closely. But the data, promising, very promising. I mean, I'm expecting for them to get through the clinical trials pretty easily. And I'm actually enjoying reading about their whole process and their science. I'm very excited about CRISPR. But hey. Guys, that's it for now. Uh, thank you very much for spending part of your day with me and take care. See you next time.